Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of the AltMed podcast. Um, Andrew Dowling here. I've got Mitch Kurtz with me in the passenger seat, or maybe he's going to drive this one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but we've got a very special guest with us today. It is Dr. Manus Bosman, who's a registered GP, and he is working at an exciting new clinic called Life Clinic. Dr. Bosman, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's been kind of you to, to have me here. No, we're, we're uh, yeah, looking forward to um, to diving in. I, I kind of, I love trying to piece together, you know, a few things about the guests that we have on before the show. And usually I'm just way off the mark if I'm completely <laughs> honest, but um, I did a little bit of a, um, a LinkedIn stalk and I, I saw like emergency medicine. And then I know, you come to Australia from South Africa. So I think at this point in time, I'll save myself the embarrassment and just throw over to you. If you can give us your background and how you got into this space. All right. So I, uh, like I graduated back in 2002, but um, I am, yeah, we moved to Australia in 2008 and I did more or less everything around uh, anything in the medical field. Um, worked as a cruise ship doctor and then when we came to Australia I decided to go into emergency medicine and it was really much fun but at a certain point in time you get tired of doing night shifts and uh, I mm. thought there should be something better in life. At the time my father-in-law was um, sick in South Africa and we spent quite a tough bit of time flying back and forth and he well he had cancer and was pretty difficult managing his pain for him and I suggested maybe we should try medicinal cannabis which turned out to be quite working quite well for him and that made me think maybe it is something we can think of in Australia as well it wasn't all that that uh, well known at the time but when I eventually moved from Brisbane to Sydney in 2018 it uh, looked, the first thing I found was a cannabis practice that um, looked interested and I joined the business and ever since been going forward, it's quite interesting. You've stayed stuck around in the, in the field, that's that's wonderful. I um, And I imagine have helped a lot of patients along the way. I just, I did fixate a little bit when you were talking then on the, um, I never thought about the role of a cruise ship doctor. That's the uh, the person that diagnoses when somebody gets gastro on board and gives it <laughs> seasickness. <laughs> yeah. Jab you with seasickness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For seasickness. Um, Do yeah. you work on the um, the Ruby Princess? The, the, the- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, um, I did go through a norovirus period, um, but uh, thankfully it was... It was not nearly as bad as the Ruby Princess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, it it was it was lots of fun. I, th- I thought it was the best job in the world, but um, my wife said after four months it's time to get off and become actually something proper, doing something proper again. So yeah. she she hopped off in Brisbane, and I followed her. Followed her. Yeah, goodness me. <laughs> No, I um mm. yeah, I'm I'm just what a wacky workplace that would be. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um so talk to me about your so you're um yeah, currently working with the life clinic, which is sort of fairly new, but you, you cut your teeth at this this first clinic in Sydney. What uh in the time that you have been, I guess a I assume, you know, 
an authorized prescriber possibly now, but in the, in the time mm-hmm. that you have been prescribing cannabis, what are the conditions that you reckon you've really started to get a handle on understanding how cannabis can help? I find the condition, probably the condition, I think that is the most successfully treated with, with medicine cannabis or CBD at least is anxiety. Um, and especially now with the pandemic floating around or was going around, there is a huge amount of people that is suddenly feeling extremely anxious and not enjoying life so much. I'm also working in a GP practice and a skin cancer practice. And it, um, look, half my patients complain about being anxious um, and that, that includes the skin cancer patients. So um, I, I do think CBD is a wonderful tool to use there. Chronic pain, I find fairly difficult to treat. Most of my patients are not extremely rich and can't really afford this on an easy basis or in high quantities of the medication to to benefit a lot from from this. And for them, it's easier to stay on the the standard conventional, but not maybe as as good for them um, medications. And they prefer not prefer to stick with the opioids but it's difficult for them to to take uh, to to be able to afford enough medication to to get off it um so i i do i do prefer uh, i i like the the anxiety side where i can actually make a big difference fairly quickly and it's not it, they don't need to take a huge amount of oil so they they don't spend so much money on it hmm. very interesting i know um affordability is that word that just keeps on popping up all the time i mean i guess even what you'd say though well i don't know if you share this view but it feels like price is getting better than it was maybe probably when you started in 2018 is that a fair statement i think so yes it is certainly becoming more more affordable and becoming more mainstream so it's also not such a big uh, negative point um, to to talk about it or to when you offer it to a patient that they don't feel that I'm trying to make a backroom deal or a something weird. Yeah. In fact, most of my patients are asking for samples, which I don't have. So that's also frustrating. <laughs> I'm just curious um, in terms of what, what does a typical day in the life uh, of a cannabis prescriber look like? I mean, we hear varied experiences we hear a lot of people who are kind of newer to prescribing say that you know that they feel like they've got this new tool in their kit that they've been practicing for 20 years and all of a sudden they've got this you know brand new thing they can offer patients which seemingly has little downside when compared to other things we have other doctors who are very kind of honed in on a very specific indication um what does it yeah typical day look like for for yourself it can vary. Um, I probably have made my life a little bit more difficult and um, not focused specifically on one area, but I cover, uh, like as in GP practice, I cover a wide variety of types of patients. Um, so it it ranges from the from the anxiety patient to the chronic patient to a cancer patient who is nauseated and feel very, very miserable. Um and between that, there's the pancreas, there's the uh, pediatric cancer patient. But um, 
the frustrating part is that you still get people who just want to get high and who wants to just try and benefit as much out of this as they can. So it's it's a uh, it's always fun to try and weed out the people that you don't like and um, try to help the people that you can. Um, in the beginning, it was it was a very difficult thing to use, or I. I, I, by now, I know so much more about it, so it's much easier to convince my patients or to to help them to to accept it and and how to use it. In the beginning, it's a, it's a fairly easy to say, look, you start with this and you add a little bit every time until you find the dose that works. Now I have much easier to say, look, you may need this amount of medic- medication, but we're going to work towards it. Um, we're not just a, a wild guess, but I can say, like, on average, my patients use this much or that much, and it makes it just gives them an idea of what they're going to spend for per month or yeah. what they're going to look look forward to. Um, quite often, I have to try and talk people out of using too much of something, or to explain to them that they need to start with the the simple things first, and then work up to work up to the the big guns. You don't start with that straight away so it it can be frustrating but it can also be very rewarding it is interesting the amount of people that you see that sometimes find benefit and it's not always the people i think would benefit if i see 10 people three would great do wonderful and another five would be okay and then there's a couple who just doesn't work at all and you don't know is it because they they decided that it's not good enough for them or if they're actually following my, my guidelines and following the, the, the dosing schedule that we have for them or if it's, is it just that medication just doesn't work on everybody. So it, it's always interesting to see which patients will benefit and who do not. It's interesting. Um, we actually had Ethan Russell on a few weeks ago and, and he was talking about some research they're doing at the moment around uh, genetic markers that will indicate how well cannabis will work for you or whether in, indeed you'll suffer from, uh, I'm going to say, cannabis hyperemetic sort of? Hyperemesis. Hyperemesis. Um, that's the main one that he was saying that the research focused on, that there are certain mm. patients that, that are very likely to get that from, from you know, excessive use, um, yeah. but, it, but it is tied to certain genetic... Uh, predisposition which which you know is is probably the case that that would explain why some patients you know you can give the same medication for the same indication uh to two patients and have such a different response and i'm guessing that's that's what you're finding indeed so yes you you treat them all the same and you start them on the same medication unless it's out of stock and uh um then some people find find great benefit and they just take a small amount and others look i I have big belly ex-firefighters who drink a quarter of a milliliter of a cbd bottle and you know i have 80 year old ladies who drink two three milliliters of their thc and they still (laughs) don't find benefit and i'm like what benefit are we looking for (laughs) yeah yeah. uh, um, are are there certain indications that that you find though do respond better like are there certain things like we hear a lot about inflammation for example but are there other mm. like kinds of you know specific conditions where you just see people get the benefit regularly on it uh, and maybe other ones that don't I don't, you know we've heard different reports about maybe osteoarthritis being slightly more difficult or 
you know, um, you know, neuropathic pain being better. I'm, I'm not sure. What's your experience? Uh, yes. So some some pains are more difficult to treat than others, and it depends also on what the the patient has been taking up to that point. And if they say they've got ten out of 12, ten out of ten pain, but they're only taking Panadol or Panadol osteo, then it would be a different case than someone who's on Suboxone and um, who's been on. Uh, 1,200 milligrams of gabapentin as well. They are not going to benefit as much as the as the person who's just taking Panadol last year. But that said, I, I think anxiety is the easiest to treat. Then with the pains, um, possibly the inflammatory, the rheumatoid arthritis or the or the fibromyalgia is slightly easier to treat than the osteopain that is, it, it's difficult. Mm. They get pain when they walk and you need to wait an hour for the medication to kick in. And if it's not the right dose, then an hour, they have to wait another hour before they can do something else. And when they add some more, so mm. it becomes, it becomes difficult for them. Um, I, yeah, I, I think yeah, other than from, from a pure medical physical side, the IBS and endometriosis is probably a better choice than your arthritic bone, bony pain people. Mm, Neuropathic mm. pain, I find, is very odd. Some people get great benefits straight away and others won't get any any benefit from it either. And look, I don't know, maybe Dr. Russell would be able to tell us why. But <laughs> <laughs> it is not an idea. It's, uh, I offer it to everyone and um, we go through it over a couple of months, a period of time, and eventually it works or it doesn't work. But um, I find that most of my patients stay on it for about nine to eighteen months at most, and then they either sort it or or they they don't like it. Mm, interesting, and and in terms of it, look, I'm sure every single patient requires a personalised approach. But but in saying that, I'd imagine after the amount of time that you've been doing it yourself, uh, you would probably find patterns and trends o- over that uh, kind of period of time where you, you know, okay. I'm going to reach for the CBD oil and then at this point introduce a THC flower or he goes straight to the THC oil or there's a, there's a vape that's required for breakthrough mm. pain. Do, do, do you have kind of uh, go-to uh, combinations, if, if that makes sense? Yes, I, I actually do. Um, I, I've gone through a stage where I started off with just CBD because I thought that is really all that people would need. Um, and then I realized that it, you need to drink a lot of CBD for to get to get chronic pain well controlled, and mm. THC is necessary for them. And I've um, ever since the vaping and the the flower have come have become available, or much so much more available these days. It has become much more fun to try and ba- mix and match the people to the to the stuff that they would need. Some people uh, just use it at night, and they do better on on flower or sunflower that would be more sedating and then you get the the people who who doesn't work and they do need something during the day as well and so it, it it's always fun to to try to find the right to be in profile for, for for every person and it's yeah, look every day i learn something new it's yeah, been doing it for a while and yeah, every now and again i find a patient who walk in and say look i've got this random disease and I want help and I've read a Google article that said it's fantastic and now I want you to match it up for me. Dude, I've never even heard of this. 
Give me some time so I can Google what this is. Um, <laughs> but I can't tell that to my patient. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you telling me that doctors also consult with Dr. Google? Oh, no, of course not. No, <laughs> I, we've, got, we've got better stuff. <laughs> you got better stuff. But yeah, yeah, textbooks does help. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always, it's, it's, there, there's always something new. And, what, what, um, what's the most niche condition that you've, you've kind of treated? I'm actually curious now. You know, we hear about the main ones. But um, I have heard of like occasional, you know, rare diseases being treated with cannabis that I've, I've never even heard of the diseases before. Like there's one the other day I heard about CDLK5, which is some deficiency that, that is pretty specific and it's like a, a very rare disease. And I'm just curious, what, what, what kind of other rare things have come across your desk? Um, I, look, I, I, I passed the very rare people on to two specialists mm. um i i would recommend this and this and this but um i find that the very rare people very rare group of patients usually get pulled into a tertiary hospital where they get much better well they, they get not preferred treatment but they are interesting patients so the the, the big guns are interested in trying to help them mm. whereas there's people who are not as fortunate um, in that sense, and uh, they have the garden variety stuff that, that that can be just so difficult to treat, or they just stuck in stuck in the, the outback and they just don't get to see a specialist that easily. So then it becomes more interesting. Um, but I've, I've I've treated a few people with um, glioblastoma that. Uh, got to the point where the neurosurgeon we got involved, he now regularly includes CBD in, as part of his protocol for treatment of his patients because he found that some of his patients did so well on this. So that that I take as a win. Um, mm. And uh, I have got a couple of kiddies with, with cancers who I thought that that would be, that, that helped me quite a bit as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker for for easy stuff. It's, it's the difficult stuff. I I try to pass into the right guy. Yeah, fair enough. We we do hear about you know people that have been to the the specialists and haven't found the outcome they were necessarily looking for, and then they were back referred to medical cannabis as as a very last line kind of option. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yes, but, that yeah. is the that's the mainstay of my group of people, but. Unfortunately, they're also usually the people who spend all their money up to that point and they end up on DSP or something. And then, yeah, then it becomes interesting to to try and mix and match them to to find something that works well. Um, but it it is it's always very rewarding if you can get that patient to reduce the large amount of medications they're on to do down to a handful because the cannabis is working so well for them. Um, but it it yeah can be it can be interesting do, 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 do you have any uh we love to you know it's been really something that's been asked for by some of the viewers that they really enjoy hearing some of those stories of the uh the more rewarding patients if you're comfortable sharing some anonymized examples it would be um love to hear it if you've got any or, or like a typical scenario um i have had a couple of good good feeling situations where i've had People who has been on like every different SSRI in the world. They've taken every antidepressant. They've been seen by 
multitudes of psychiatrists and they still struggle to to get on top of their medica- on, on top of their symptoms um i've i've had a few people who struggle with panic attacks so badly that they cannot drive the car by themselves they cannot go take the kids to the to to go and shop or they don't they shop online and that person is has had been on on cbd oil for a short period of time it's not even wasn't even a couple of months um when i saw them for this the third time and she said but look i'm now i'm not taking my kids to the mall on a saturday to go watch a movie so it's it it feels very it feels very rewarding to be able to do that to for for them or you see the cancer patient who was um rattling around with the largest amount of tajin and endone and mm. stuff that they've been taking and now they they they've gone off completely off all the opioids and they they just um they enjoy their their vaping and it it just they they don't even use all that much um but that's just enough to to get them through the day and they they're so much happier about it so that 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 is very rewarding or the glioblastoma that whose um, all their symptoms has disappeared and they the, the cancer has been well it's been stated to be cured but we'll we'll still watching to see what happens there um it it has been it has been very rewarding um especially the ptsd people patients who has severe severe panic attacks and uh, nightmares and stuff and now after a couple of months they 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 do better that helps because in gp practice you see these people and they just get passed around and passed around and see in the next psychiatrist who changed the medication and that it it yeah it it's frustrating to see to see them over and over and all the same group of people coming through in in a GP practice and now now we actually can can help them do you and this so i i a thought that i had when you were talking about that is it's great when it works but does it operate like any other medication in the sense that you are you're managing someone's condition you know you're managing symptoms you're not getting to the root cause necessarily do you believe in the power of cannabis as a medicine to actually you know for in some cases get someone to a position where they don't even need to use it one day for anything yes yes and no um i look it's it's one of the first things i tell my patients when a person walks into my office is that we are not going to cure your cancer we are not going to try and take you off all your three four different medications that you're on currently we are trying to control your symptoms and reduce the side effects from those medications that you're on and to try the amount of medications that you're on so that your your life can get better and your quality of life improve and once they realize that once they once they're not so focused on this is going to cure me because it's the one drug that just fixes everything then you find that they they actually do improve and that they may not need the the THC only vaping to control their pain they can get by by with just CBD or that they they still use their their that well at night to help them sleep but the the stress and the, the the concerns that they have is gone um it 
yes, it, it, it is possible to, 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 to cure them with, with this. I find CBD is a much better medication than most other stuff that, I, that I've tried to pass on to patients. Um, it, it doesn't fix everything, obviously. Mm. And it doesn't fix it immediately. It's something that they need to take for, they need to understand that it, it takes up to three months to get your dosing perfectly right. And it can take up to nine months before something is to the point where you can stop all your other medications and it may, may never happen. But it, it does improve them to a point where they are happy that even though they still may have pain, they're now functional. Um, whereas if you're on opioids, you get the, the bit of a high with your medication. So you don't want to keep that up, which makes it difficult to accept that you're going to be in pain. Um, so yes, I, I do find that people get better on, on without, uh, or, or they get better on, on cannabis, but it's still a learning curve for me as well. So it, it takes a while. I'm just curious, um, we, we've had a, a few doctors come on talking about something, you know, maybe as serious as, as cancer. And it's one of those very kind of uh, sensitive topics where you, you would never want to suggest that there's going to be curative. It's definitely considered an adjunct therapy to manage symptoms and, and the rest. In saying that, we have had a couple of doctors saying that they have had experiences, uh, not for everyone, of course, but on occasion mm-hmm. where where patients have actually turned around from an otherwise terminally diagnosed situation have you had any scenarios like that that potentially it was involved in something like that not to say that it will for everybody but it it did happen on yes i've had patients who came to me with uh, with cancer that um was told look you're palliative now and we are you're still on. You're still getting chemotherapy, but that is to just manage your pain and manage your symptoms. And that they have given up, and um, we've placed them on CBD and a bit of THC to just make them more agreeable and happier, so that they don't affect the, the, the their mood and things. Don't bring down the rest of the family potentially to the point where they they got cured. And the, the the treating doctors or clinicians are not sure why this has happened. Um, I mean, your your mood and your your mentality um, certainly plays a role in your in the way you get cured. So if you are not going to believe you're going to get better, it, it won't it won't be it will be so much more difficult to try and get this person to be to be cured. Mm-hmm. Um, once they once they feel better about themselves and once they just more comfortable in themselves, they they seem to get better. And I have had patients who are variety of variety of cases, uh, different. Well, there was bowel cancer, I think, was prostate cancer. Uh, there was a couple of glioblastomas that got better, and um, who has now not not been cured yet, but it they, they, like the treatment has improved from palliative care to they're back on actual treatment. So um, there's been glioblastomas who got, who got cured completely. So I do mm-hmm. have patients who got so much better. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's also consistent with, uh, we had Bonnie Goldstein, who's a, an MD from the States and quite, mm-hmm. um, quite experienced. She said that there was a couple of patients um, that there was some research actually that came out that suggested that some 
cannabinoids improve the um, efficacy of certain types of cancer cancer treatment treatment so uh, i can't remember if it was radio radiotherapy or, or chemotherapy or I, I can't actually remember which one it was but um, in those cases that it was just happened to be lucky that they were on that type of treatment and that the cannabinoids mm. potentially um, su- support that that in it's actually working for that patient they just got lucky and it, but to did remind us that it's not the case for everybody and, and it's not to be relied upon but yeah. but there are some surprising outcomes that that might exist um, that we haven't fully delved into yet as a result of um, what's 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 in this it's quite quite interesting yeah there's there's lots of things still for us all to be learned out of this and it it's fascinating it's a fascinating field and it's it's great to be part of it in the early stages where you you can try and help with the research and and, and development of this and are, are you across many of the the emerging like the other formats that are kind of you know topicals or or um i was uh, going to ask about skin actually because i feel like <laughs> skin gets i don't know why it was on the brain you try to tell us something andrew yeah yeah i just <laughs> <laughs> i um no it's just one of those topics that seems to be I mean, I, I don't have any friends that are dermatologists. I mean, I don't have many friends to begin with anyway, but I um I was I don't really know how widespread the use of topicals and and these things are. Do you see people are people coming to you in your practice and seeking assistance with skin conditions with medical cannabis? Yes. So it it, it was funny. I mean, it I I I was back in South Africa, it was much earlier that it became available to to give people a CBD cream and to to treat him with this. Whereas in Australia, it was just not available. So we had to make our own compounded product to to get it out to the patient. And um, that was also a little bit more expensive than the standard stuff. So it wasn't all that many people did want to use it. Now suddenly there was there was more of it available, and now everybody wants to to get some. So it it certainly uh, it certainly is is beneficial from what I've seen local local evidence seen that it definitely does work, and it's a, it works as a great anti-inflammatory, and it helps for a lot of skin conditions. Whether or not it would be cheaper to use than to other medications that's conventionally available. Um, I can't say much about that, but I do know that there's like for every patient that you see, there's people who has tried everything and it hasn't worked, and then they get to the CBD and it suddenly does work. So, um, it isn't for everyone, yeah, but it it certainly does work. Yes, I've I've got uh, actually firsthand experience with this. I had this, I think it was last year. I had a just a, a small little irritation appear on my face and i was just like well this isn't ideal um probably better not probably better stay out of photos for a few months and um a bit longer than that i'd say <laughs> <laughs> and then still i got not ready yeah still not ready <laughs> i might just turn off my camera actually right now but uh, basically um yeah i i went to uh to see a gp and and got prescribed um like just a, a corticosteroidal cream and it worked but then as soon as i stopped using it the rash came back and so i thought well you know i've got a prescription for cbd oil um like a full spectrum i I might just try rubbing that on now just one thing i will say word of warning um this irritation was near my eyes and if you get any of the oil in your eyes 
it, it stings it a little. Sting. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't wouldn't recommend that, but it actually worked. Like, and it it got rid of it within a week, and I was truly yeah. just amazed. It, it, it it's amazing the the effectiveness of this stuff. Um, look, I, I've had weird weird patients come to me with weird weird things. I've had patients who tell me that they've been told they need to put the oil in their belly button for it to work. I've heard this. I've heard well, this. And, 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 and it's, it's <laughs> I think it's like a pharmacist in an area that, that keeps telling them because it's a certain, certain, not suburb, but it's a certain area of people that all come to me and like, but this is what I've been told to do. Like pharmacists out there that's just getting a huge <laughs> laugh because they've convinced all these people to rub oil. <laughs> I mean, I've heard I'm, about this I, in the northern, like northern New South Wales, southern uh, Queensland region. Um yes. Okay, the, the, so the way they, they think that it gets oil. absorbed through the through the belly button because of something to do with childbirth when you there's I, I, I can't remember exactly. But but, so you take the pipette out of the bottle and you you put it up your nose and um you know you squeeze it <laughs> a few times like I just anyway that's ridiculous. Oh, no, dude, there's there's funny stuff there's funny stories out there um but it it it. Uh, topical stuff does work. Um, it has great anti-inflammatory um, uh, effect, and it helps for it helps for pain. And I I don't always know why it works, but um, maybe I should get smarter and become part of the research. But what I can say is that I have found it to be very effective in in a lot of cases. So yeah, nice. It is useful. Here we go. This one's this one's for the doctor. Around 72,000 veins run through the area behind the belly button that are connected to various organs and tissues. Uh, hence, by applying CBD oil to the belly button, cannabinoids can effectively be absorbed into the blood vessels and travel through the body in a quick and non-invasive way. And then it's got something about the Pachotti method and this being an Ayurvedic practice. So um, we'd, lo- we'd love the doctor's read on that. <laughs> and it, by the way, it also that... it, it also improves uh, and balances the chakras. Just just so you're aware. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, look, that is not my area of uh, expertise. <laughs> but like chakras um, or like to tell me all about. <laughs> no. Um, putting putting it on your skin. Yes, it does work. There are certain areas in your skin that has more blood flow than others, um, which is why we recommend using your buckle side of inside of your mouth or under your tongue because there's more more veins available. Sure. Um, and yes, it, it may work better than placing it on the on your forearm, but it would work better if you place it under your tongue. So uh, it, mm. it's more cost effective doing it that way. But yes, it, it would help for your chakras if you do it in a certain way. <laughs> well, um, well, whether or not that would help you, it's, it's up to you <laughs> if you believe in it. Well, I mean, but by that method, wouldn't you expect that, uh, and I have heard of this, people are using it in a, in a suppository format. Yes. Um, yes. Because, I wanted because... to just to offer that as an option and then I thought it's better to let you offer that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I mean, I, I can't offer it. Only you can do that. But um... oh, I've seen you offering it, Mitch. Uh, no, I, yeah, this is one of my pickup lines on yeah. a Saturday night. Um, I've got some CBD. Do you want to... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a look, doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Um, um, I, yeah, it, it, it does work, but it, it's also an extra effort and most people don't want to go through extra effort. So if it's effective doing it through your mouth, then, then the other way is, is just easier. But yes, it would work. It would absorb very well through, through 
the gut um, or the, the anal area, or, but or the rectal area, I should say. But um, yeah, you know, it, 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 to each its own. Well, I've heard about it specifically to do with with female reproductive health, especially you see, you know you read things in. Uh, yes, it is. I, yes. Yeah, anecdotal reports, especially where this stuff is, you know, a bit more easily available, in like North America, and there's a okay. lot of yeah. a lot of people that talk about vaginal kind of suppositories that that might be effective for for yeah endometriosis, cramps, uh, vaginismus, things like this. So um, mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure. I mean, they're hard to come by in in Australia, I imagine. Yes, it is all, it, it's not, it's handmade or well, not handmade, but it, it's compound. You, you need to compound it um, and uh, or self, self-use. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, you, ideally you want to get it as close to the area that you want to treat. So if it is a burn that you want to get to, then obviously you apply it topically. But if you, um, if it's systemic need, if it's systemic need, then it's better to ingest it or to evape it. Um, and if it's uh, endometriosis, then it helps to get it as close to there as you can. Certainly, it certainly is is possible nowadays, and it is available if you if you put some effort in. Um, but there there are people who focus on that field. So I I can I have had patients who. Who said, look, the, the, the oil, the, the oil, the, the flower just makes me high, but it doesn't really solve my pain. And I, I have managed to pass them on to people who, for whom they can get better advice from. And it has worked. But uh, every time you do that, you get the feedback and then you learn how to do it as well. So eventually, I will know how to treat most things. It just I have, take me a few I years. Have to say, that's the thing I love about just year on year the knowledge that's being shared. I mean, if you're running the gauntlet as a patient back in 2018, when you started versus now, you've got a much better chance of getting better care because the doctors know more, they've had more experience, you know, like it's, it's, it's really, it gives me a lot of comfort actually to know that, you know, doctors aren't just sort of trying one thing to see if that works for a patient. And if it doesn't, then, we sort of give up on the experiment. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to start you on this because I'm pretty confident that this might do something. This will and, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but if it doesn't work, then we make a new plan. And we make a new okay, plan. When I, when I started, I knew about sativa and indica, but I only had oil, which is a hybrid. Um, now I know about terpenes and different profiles and it you apply certain things to certain people and others to uh, another the next patient. So yeah. it does make a difference. Yes. Well, and Mitch is all excited about uh, flavonoids, actually, the flavies and the terps. Can flavins? Yeah. Can. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to find somewhere we can get a test for them. It seems to be pretty elusive. Um, but it's, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely something, there, a lot more to be explored um, in yeah, that. On the flower, though, I'm just curious with as a from a prescriber's perspective, like when you started, I'm pretty certain memory serves me correct that it was almost all oil back then. Yes. Um, and now you've had flower just completely come into the market very strongly. Have your prescribing kind of practices changed and adjusted changed. to those trends, or are you kind of like? Yeah, still an oils guy. Like I, I know it's generalizing, but where do you sit with that? Mm-hmm. I generally, 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 I prefer to start people off on oil. Um, 
I mean, it, it obviously depends on what type of patient I have. If it's got a migraine or if it gets migraines or if they get panic attacks, then a fast-acting medication would work better for them than to place them in the oil and hope it's going to work in an hour's time. Um, but if it is a chronic pain that is there all the time or you have got constant anxiety that you need to treat, then it the long-term slow ingestibles work much better. Mm. And the, the good thing about that is that now there's capsules and gummies and wafers and other products available. You don't, you, you're not stuck with with uh, with an oil, or you're not stuck with just a coconut based oil. You now have hemp oil, and you've got all kinds of different oils that you can use too. But yeah, there are. There was a stage when I started people straight off on on vaping, and um, I have stepped back again, and um, I'm I'm not. Not that I don't do it straight away, but um, I, there are certain groups of people for whom I would put straight away on, on, on vaping. But I prefer still to, to get the background treatment under control and then treat the spikes in treatment that, that, that needs the extra bit with the vaping. Or, but there are people who just not enjoy oil at all and they, they go, then they don't place them on vaping for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. No, my I've gone in circles. I've I've started off with CBD and then I added a lot of THC because uh, CBD just doesn't work. And then I realized no, no, CBD does actually work quite well. So then I've come back again and I'm seem to be coming back into the THC grouping. But um, I I use a different company. Maybe this time and I'll try something else. So yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize I, I, do um, around. I actually didn't realize you could um be, there were gummies now in the market like that you can get via prescription is that new that feels new um, i think cbd I, um, gummies are okay it, it's yeah, yeah there are now capsules and i mean there's, yeah. there's all kinds of difference but it was a, a for a while i had to make compounded stuff for people who just didn't like tasting the, the oil which yeah. is yeah. rather unfortunate but yeah no, definitely. Yeah, definitely hear about that. Um, yeah, some people just don't like the taste. I personally, mm. so it's just total personal preference, but anyway. Um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't bother me personally, whichever. I'll take I'll take any medication. I mean, there's so many medications that my daughter won't, won't taste because she doesn't like strawberry or she doesn't like banana. So it, it, it is personal, personalized, but um, yeah, I, it, it, the stuff tastes like the way it smells. So some people just don't get over it and you know, need to make a different plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, well, no, Dr. Foss, I'm very grateful for your time. I, before I let you go, I just one last question. Um, yeah, do you think you could kind of combine your current job with your second most recent job and maybe be like an onboard cannabis doctor on- <laughs> that would be fantastic I, I just, especially I for a Swedish like, week right <laughs> I, I just I, I get a sense that the passengers you know sitting poolside a couple of pina coladas would really get around that I think they I think it already it. exists in Jamaica I've, I've been there's a group <laughs> there that does that <laughs> I think Look, I saw um, Dr. Bosman on there actually um, yeah, Bosman the <laughs> <laughs> no but there, there would be there would be um it would be great especially if you can include uh, my wife and her group of uh field where you get your your cosmetic patients and they come in for their surgery and, and i make them happy while they recover <laughs> there is a definite business model that i'm sensing i out. i can see it there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i just need to convince her boss <laughs> so we'll get there. 
No, that, that's cool. hilarious. No, thanks, man. I uh, appreciate your time. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, we know, like, yeah, every doctor we speak to, we just know you're all under the pump. So thank you for <laughs> um, for giving us a, a little a little slice. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. No, thanks, no man. worries. I'm sure we'll no, uh, right, speak again soon. Until then, yeah, take care. Um, I would love to. Thank you. See you guys again. Pleasure. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.